Good morning, or good evening. Wherever you are today, thanks for joining us here at St. George Cathedral on Walking the Ancient Path. This week, I wanted to take a step away from offering my own words, and rather to lean on the wisdom and great spiritual wisdom that's offered by a recent saint in the life of our church, St. Seraphim of Vritsta. St. Seraphim uh, was born when the Russian uh, monarchy, the Tsardom, was still existing. Uh, he was born in 1865 uh, in Russia. Uh, he reposed in 1949, which meant that he lived to see uh, some of the most uh, transformative events in the life of Russian history, uh, especially at this period of time, uh, when there was the revolution that was occurring, uh, there were the great world wars that were very bloody for the Russian people. Um, so there was a lot that was going on in Russia, and there was a lot that he was witnessing. Uh, and St. Seraphim was not always a monastic. We know him to be a monastic saint, but he was not always a monastic. He was married. He had three children. Uh, and before he uh, became a monk, he and his wife both agreed that they both wanted to embrace the monastic life. And therefore, they both agreed to go their separate ways, his wife going to a women's monastery and himself going to a men's monastery. Uh, but before he'd gone to the monastery, he had a vision, uh, and he recounts telling his spiritual father about this vision. His spiritual father is Hiramonk Barnabas. Uh, and in this vision, he was on a pilgrimage to visit uh, the monastery of St. Nicholas. And on his way there, he gets lost and he ventures into the forest. When he's in the forest, uh, there's an old man uh, asking him for directions to the same monastery that he's trying to get to. Uh, this old man had a satchel on his back and he was carrying an axe. Uh, now, we know this from iconography uh, to be St. Seraphim of Sarov, and in fact, uh, St. Seraphim realized uh, that this was St. Seraphim of Sarov, his own namesake. Uh, and he then saw in this vision uh, that this old man, St. Seraphim, sat down under the tree and he was joined by his spiritual father, the Hieromonk Barnabas. So in a way, he received a vision of his own uh, impending reception of his patron, St. Seraphim of Sarov. Uh, and St. Seraphim was a peasant boy, uh, but despite that, he achieved a lot of success in the world. He was actually a furrier, uh, so he, he retailed uh, fur coats and fur goods, uh, which in cold Russia would be highly necessary. Um, but he chose to leave this wealthy path in his life uh, and to embrace uh, the life of spiritual obedience and, and spiritual direction, to live in a monastery and to have an elder and to eventually become an elder himself who is praying for the entire world. Uh, St. Seraphim worked miracles. Uh, he had a prophetic spirit. Um, and, and above else, he showed distinctly a life of dedication and love for God uh, through, through the practice of obedience and, and love for Christ's divine commandments. Uh, foremost, we kind of see that he upholds um, the, the commandment that thou shalt love thy God uh, with all thy heart. Uh, Saint Seraphim very much, we can tell that he's a, a father of the heart. Uh, he, he knows how to, to descend into his heart and to pray deeply. 
Um, and so today we're going to look at one of his writings. Uh, it wasn't exactly something that he recognized would be published. St. Seraphim probably didn't know uh, that this would be published. Uh, it was a letter that he wrote to one of his spiritual children who was uh, actually a bishop. Uh, and he was being persecuted uh, by the communists uh, in Russia. And during his persecution, he wrote a letter to St. Seraphim, his spiritual father, asking him for some help, asking him for some guidance because he was he was very much uh, struggling with the entire situation of being imprisoned and persecuted. So here we'll read a beautiful consolation written by St. Seraphim, uh, counseling this bishop, reminding him uh, that God, who is our creator, is always with us. And he writes this letter directly from the perspective of Christ, uh, addressing the souls of men. St. Seraphim writes, Did you ever stop to think that everything that affects you affects me as well? For everything that has to do with you also has to do with the apple of my eye. You are precious in my sight, very precious, and I love you. It therefore brings me special joy to educate you. I want you to know that whenever a flood of the enemy's temptations has descended upon you, it came from me. I want you to know that in your weakness you need my strength, and that your safety lies in giving me the opportunity to defend you. Did you ever find yourself in difficult straits, among people who did not understand you, who did not consider what you liked, who kept aloof from you? Know that this was from me. I am your God who orders circumstances. It was no accident that you found yourself in that specific place. It was the very place that I had appointed for you. Did you not ask that I teach you humility? Thus, I set you into that specific milieu, in the school in which that lesson could be learned. Those around you, those living with you, are merely acting according to my will. If you were ever in financial difficulties, if it was hard for you to make ends meet, that came from me. For I manage your resources. I want you to run to me, to know that you depend upon me, that my store of resources is inexhaustible. I want you to become convinced that I faithfully keep my promises, so that in your time of need, others might not be able to say to you, Don't believe your Lord God. Did you ever spend the night in sorrow? If you were estranged from loved ones and neighbors, I sent you that. I am the man of sorrows, who knows the meaning of sickness. I allowed it so that you might turn to me, and in me find eternal comfort. If a friend, someone to whom you had opened your heart, disappointed you, that also came from me. I allowed you to be touched by that disappointment, so that you might recognize that the Lord is your truest friend. I want you to bring me everything and to talk to me. If someone slandered you, present it to me, and with your shoulder lean closer to me, your refuge, so that you might be sheltered from wagging tongues. I will bring out your truth like a bright light and your fate like noonday. When your plans fell through and you felt downhearted and exhausted, that was for me. You had your own plans, you had your own intentions, and you brought them to me for my blessing. However, I wanted you to allow me to decide and order the circumstances of your life, 
for you are merely an instrument and not an active participant. When in your secular life you encountered unexpected misfortunes, when your heart was seized by despair, know that it came from me. For I want your heart and soul to always be ablaze in my sight, to defeat with my name any faint-heartedness. If because those dear to you infrequently get in touch with you, your faint-heartedness and weakness of faith cause you to fall into discontented, grumbling and despair, know that that also came from me. It is through this troubling of your soul that I test the strength of your faith, the immutability of your promises, and the daring of your prayers for those dear to you. Was it not you who entrusted your cares for them to my providential love? Was it not you who still entrusts them to the protection of my most pure mother? If you were struck by a serious illness, whether temporary or incurable, and you became bedridden, that came from me. I wanted you to come to know me even more closely through your bodily ills, so that you would not complain about all these trials sent to you, so that you would not strive by various means to discern my plans of salvation of human souls, so that instead you would obediently and without complaint bow your head before my grace for you. If you ever dreamed of doing some special work for me, and instead lay down on your bed of illness and weakness, that was from me. For you would have been burdened with your own affairs, and I would have been unable to attract your mind to thoughts about me. Yet I want to teach you my most profound thoughts and lessons, so that you might be in my service. I want you to comprehend that you are nothing without me. Some of my best children are those who are cut off from active work, so that they might learn to use the weapon of ceaseless prayer. If unexpectedly you are called to take on this difficult and responsible position, put your trust in me. I entrust you with these difficulties, and for them, your Lord God will bless you in everything you do, wherever you go, in everything, your Lord will be your director and teacher. On this day, my child, I have placed in your hands that container of holy oil. Make free use of it. Always remember that every difficulty that arises, every word that offends you, every wrongful accusation or condemnation, every obstacle to doing your job that could evoke disappointment, disillusion, disenchantment, every manifestation of weakness and impotence will be anointed with this oil that came from me. Remember that every false accusation is an instrument of God. Therefore, instill in your heart those words I have told you today. It came from me. Keep them, know them, and always remember them, wherever you might go. The pain of every sting you endure will be blunted if you will but learn to see me in everything. I sent everything to perfect your soul. It all came from me.